Mark Stein here getting educated on the Mavs, listening to the all-knowing Jeff Skin Wade and Bobby Corrala on the Numbers on the Boards podcast. What up, Mavs Nation? You are listening to Numbers on the Boards. I'm Bobby Corrala from Mavs.com. Joining me today, very special guest, Mavs big man Nerlens Noel. Nerlens, thanks for joining us. No doubt, man. Appreciate you having me. So... This year has kind of been a little weird for you. I think we can say that. You had the start, and then you had the injury, and then now you've come back, and you're putting up really impressive numbers. One of your recent games, multiple blocks, multiple steals, you know, running the floor, lob game, rebounds. I mean, it seems like you're back and feeling good. Do you feel – how do you, how do you feel after missing all that time? Oh, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel good. Um, you know, I think I can, you know, still get in a even, even of a better groove. Um, you know, with, you know, more time that comes and, you know, just more opportunities. So uh, I think coaches really put me in a good spot, you know, right now with um, increasing minutes as time has gone along. And, you know, I've, you know, slowly adapted the guys' games and, you know, them to minds of, you know, just filling it out and, you know, finding each other in the right spot. And, you know, I think, you know, I've really been able to c- control my own game and, you know, what I do on the court is just, you know, being active on both ends and changing the game. And I think, I think you know, regardless if, you know, that shows up, you know, just doing the things that, you know, make the game, make the make a difference in the game. When you think of basketball injuries, obviously you think of sprained ankles, you think of knees, you think of like stuff like that. You don't really think of thumb injuries. So on the one hand, I would think, well, it would be easier for you to get back in because you're not trying to rehab a joint. But on the other hand, you use your hand for everything. So in in what ways was maybe rehabbing a little easier than, you know, like an ACL, for example? And in what ways was it tougher because you're almost having to relearn how to – and your left hand especially is kind of your preferred hand. Oh, yeah, man. It was definitely eye-opening. Um, to be, to have to, you know, rehab a thumb, you know, you have to realize, you know, you use it on an everyday basis from, you know, tying your shoes, which was hard for me for a while. You know, I had to figure little things out and, um, you know, when I had the cast on and even when I got it off, you know, it felt a little awkward. But, you know, um, it's obviously a whole different um, rehab with it. You know, you got to just strengthen it up and, you know, wait till it gets stable to go back on the court and, you know, the braces, you know, been all right. You know, I've slowly gotten used to it and, you know, until I have it off, you know, it won't be what it is but you know I think I've you know made myself effective with it so mm-hmm. are you right-handed like off the floor I mean I know you shoot right-handed but do you write right-handed and everything yeah I write right-handed I kick like if I was to punt a football I used to when I play football I'd punt lefty um throw right-handed so you punted on your football team yeah yeah really yeah with my left my left leg what else did you play I played receiver quarterback I mean it's all through my career yep receiver quarterback corner safety yeah, everything that was athletic. Were you any good? Oh, man. Yeah, I ain't no question. Yeah? <laughs> Did you think – I mean, so many guys, for example, they'll be recruited for basketball, but they'll some play football. Nate Robinson, for example, is an awesome football player. I mean, did you ever give thought to trying to walk on to Kentucky's team, or did did some schools recruit you for both sports? Oh, yeah. No, nah, I never got into the recruitment part. You know, my um, – they, when I was about a freshman, sophomore high school, I stopped after my sophomore year. They just used me as a red zone target, you know, kind of like a Randy Moss type, throw it to the corner of the end zone. That's so, not fair. Nah. <laughs> so I, after that, I, me and my um, high school coach uh, made the decision that, you know, I put the cleats up and pursued a hardwood full time. Yeah. How tall were you whenever you were a sophomore? Were you kind of late bloomer? Or were you that height? Yeah, I was six. I was when I was a sophomore, I was six nine. So you know, we knew there wasn't no six nine quarterbacks in the NFL, or yeah. not too many. Jamarcus Russell, how tall was he? He's, he's like pretty six, 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 six seven, seven maybe, yeah. and he's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, six nine, 
and with the hops. Yeah, so oh you yeah, could go up and get them. Yeah, yeah, man. I throw it to myself, man. <laughs> a little flea flick on matter there. Did you play any other sports, or was it just football, basketball? I played baseball as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a different process for me. I think that's like a game where once you lose it, it's hard to get it back. I took a year off, played AAU. I started AAUs, and I went back to baseball, and I was I was terrible. Mm-hmm. Is it were were you hitter, pitcher, both? fielder I, I mean, what'd you do i was a pitcher first base of course with the length yeah so you know playing all those sports definitely made me a you know well-rounded athlete you know just being competitive being sharp you know having i think you know playing mul- uh, multiple sports you know at a young age really helps you with your growth and you know just your work ethic and how you want to be successful and and shape it into one sport mm-hmm. so another guy who is on your team that played baseball in high school at least i'm pretty sure in high school i know he played it when he was younger is dorian finney smith and I know that you, him, and Dennis are kind of like the three best friends that anyone could have. I know you guys are pretty close. What is your relationship like with those guys? Oh, man. You know, uh, you know well, obviously, you know, some of the younger guys, so we have a lot in common. Um, and, you know, we all really come from the same type of backgrounds um, growing up. So, you know, we've gone only closer and closer throughout the year. And, you know, it's just, you know, I'm, it's really good to have those guys, you know, especially around the age pocket. And everybody's good, though. You know, we're close with everybody. But those two guys are just, you know, my guys. Mm-hmm. So last year you get here at the trade deadline, and I think you were 22 at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And you're the youngest player on the team by far. There's guys like Dorian and Yogi, but for the most part it's a bunch of vets. And then this summer it's like the roster is completely overhauled. There's a bunch of young guys now to where you're still one of the youngest players on the team, but there's a lot of guys that are more kind of in your mm. age range maybe that you grew up playing against or that you just know more. I mean, how, how have you noticed the culture, the mood change uh, in the locker room as it's gone from – know a bunch of guys in their 30s to basically a bunch of guys that are your age you don't actually feel like it's you know it's been it's been a little rejuvenated you know even now I was here a short period of time um at the end of the season you know I just see you know just more youth more um you know the practices are a little more upbeat at times you know when they're called for and you know guys guys are going hard you know guys are able to you know play in transition uh you know with Dennis leading the pack and then you know as active as I am on defense you know starting them breaks you know it just it's a really a new looking dynamic dynamic for this team that you know brings and puts a lot more on the scoreboard and you know just goes do you feel like that maybe kind of just playing a more exciting brand of basketball makes it a little easier to stay positive i mean obviously in the record the, the standings the record's not what you want it to be obviously but you know, kind of that, like you were talking about, it's a more exciting brand. It's more fun. You know, there's fast breaks, it's pace, it's threes, it's dunks. I mean, it's, it's, it kind of seems like you're having more fun on the floor, even if the, the wins haven't been there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the pace, the pace is just, you know, picked up. You know, you know, you see how fast and athletic, you know, some of our guards are with Dennis and Yogi. And, you know, they're able to push that ball up, you know, get into transition. And, you know, I think that's something we didn't have, um, you know, early on in the year. I think, you know, we were a little slowed up. And, you know, in its own respect, you know, we can still, you know, play great basketball in that way. But, you know, the way the way the game's going, you know, in this day, you know, you got to have that pick and roll, you know, get up and down the floor, play hard defense while, you know, just having that high octane, high pace offense. So you can really run the floor, you can defend, you have really quick hands, you can pass the ball. You're like a really multi-skilled guy. And, and what I've always wondered is, you know, there are a lot of unique players at different positions. Mm. And whenever someone is kind of like you, there's really, there aren't many player comps. Who do you watch or who did you watch growing up that you're like, I want to model my game after that guy? Or who would you try and compare yourself to maybe? Like, who are you basing your game on? 
You know, I really liked, um, you know, growing up, especially being from Boston, I liked KG a lot. You know, I'd always try to nitpick out of his game and, you know, whether it was from his intensity to his, you know, just his intangibles defensively and, you know, just growing into that. Um, you know, I liked a lot of uh, Marcus Camby, um, you know, especially even coming into Kentucky, you know, Coach Kyle, you know, would always make comparisons. And that's when I started, you know, really looking into more of his film and his tape. Um, you know, and as I got older, I heard comparisons to Bill Russell, and, you know, once you hear things like that, you know, you start. Yeah, that's pretty you, awesome. Yeah, you know, that was great. Um, I still haven't met him. You know, this is one of my, um, you know, favorite legends, you know, to meet one day. And when you grew up in the Boston area too, right? So, I mean, that's kind of – he's almost like a godlike figure up there. Oh, man, he's legendary in my eyes. You know, you bring 11 championships to the city I'm from. Man, that's, um, that's, that's unheard of. So, you know. And he's left-handed. Is he? Yeah, yeah, left-handed. I'm almost positive he's left-handed. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, and man, have you ever seen, I mean, he played in the 50s and 60s, so it's it's pretty old tape, but have you ever seen tape of him playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like jumping over guys. Yeah, it's crazy. He, was he, a just freak. he was a monster. And to end, just doing everything. Yeah, well, him and Wilt, too, I mean, they're both averaging like 25, 30 rebounds a game. Sheesh, yeah. sheesh. And now you get 10, and it's like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, so off the court. Recently, I'm, I'm sure Mavs fans have probably seen this because it was everywhere on the internet. You and uh, Kevin Hart spending some time in a cold tub. And uh seems uncomfortable, man, to get in a cold tub and, and have to talk. Like, how do you stay focused whenever you're you're literally submerged in freezing water? Oh, man, I don't even ever go that deep in the cold tub. <laughs> so, you know, they had me in some, um, some different type waters. Uh, but it was fun, man. Kevin Hart's a real good guy. You know, he's really, you know, a courageous and outgoing person. So he makes it a lot easier for you to you know, just be yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what I was. And I think it came out pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, it was a great thing. How did you guys come to meet each other? I mean, you play in Dallas. You played in uh, in Philly before. He's, I guess he's a Philly guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a Philly guy. He was um he was at a few of the games when I was there. So, you know, I know him through that, really. And, um, you know, we got the director was a mutual friend. So, you know, that made it even that much more easier. And, you know, when we got together, you know, we simply just said it, just be natural, you know, just talk about basic things in life. And, uh, and try not to start crying. Oh, oh, me or him? Yeah, both of you, man. That's that is freezing water. <laughs> now nah, he was on the edge. He was getting close to it. We kept uh, trying to get that super ice ice in his tub. And, <laughs> yeah, he didn't crack though. I was surprised. No, yeah. Uh, in any other, I mean, any other? Do you have any other friends where we'd be like, whoa, like Nerlens and Kevin Hart are best buddies? Like who? Uh, whose circles are you rolling? Um, you know, I live a pretty simple life. Um. Even if I had them, I probably wouldn't think about them to even. But, yeah, nah, it's just everybody's cool. You um, just have so many friends you can't even, yeah, can't Post, even remember Post, them Post Malone's a good guy. Now, what up, DP? Dwight Pizzle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mosley think he got swag. He don't, though. <laughs> oh, Jamal Mosley is, uh, I think he's talking a little noise to you. Oh, uh, man, he don't want no, you don't want no smoke. <laughs> Yeah, but now nah, Post uh, Post Malone, I've I've met him a few times. I know he's from the Dallas area, and he's a real good dude, a real good buddy. Um, and I link up with him every now and then. Mm. I know that Dennis and Dory, and I think whenever you guys were in New York, they met up with Jada Kiss and Styles P. Are you also big fans of them? I mean, what what kind of music do you listen to? Obviously, I don't even know. Is Styles from North Carolina too? I mean, Dennis is just like a huge. Huge oh, styles yeah. Dennis is a little old head, like even though he's young. You know, he likes all that uh 
Yeah, I, no, I'm a big fan of Jada Kiss too. Um, actually, you know, I made a song with him back when I was signed with Reebok. We had really? they, they never released it though. That was probably one of my hardest 16 line bar verses I done ever wrote. Is it on YouTube? Is it anywhere? No, they never released it for some reason. Do though. you have a copy of it by chance? I have it somewhere in my phone, like a little video of me like singing a verse. So you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually try to get the song. Dude, See, we have got to hear that. But whoa, yeah, I put, I put together some, some like a Jay Z type. You know what I mean, sixteen verse. But is it uh, is it like a music video? I mean, is it like produced? Um, no, no, it was just in the studio. Okay, and they, oh, and they mixed it and all that. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna try to find it. Yeah. Dude, if you do, send it over to us. Tweet it out. Do something. That's the world saying, deserves man. to see. Have you ever heard? Uh, have you ever heard Kobe's verse back in the day? He, you know, he was trying to basically start a, a big time rap career, and he did a guest verse on a remix of "Say My Name" with Destiny's Child. Kobe? Yeah. You know, "Say My Name," "Say My Name." Yeah, the R and B voice on. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he he did. They they did like a, a remix of that song, and Kobe verse was thrown in there. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah, dude, check it out. Yeah, we actually whatever. talked about it on the podcast earlier this year, so that's a nice callback. Um, so so what else do you like to do a- away from basketball? Obviously, basketball, huge part of your life, time-wise, but, I mean, you do have downtime. What is, how, how do you like to spend it? You know, I'm real low-key. Um, you know, I really like hanging out and just, um, you know, around the house and just, you know, doing low-key. And I play a lot of video games, obviously. Uh, you know, Dennis is Fortnite. Like, Fortnite, I have not got into. Me and uh, me, Dennis and uh, Dorian was actually just saying we gonna get on it today, and um, give it a shot. You know, see where it takes us. You know, see what that revive. You got me, I got you. You know, heard the game's pretty good though, so I'm, we gonna check it out. Yeah, well, Seth is a big PUBG fan, and apparently PUBG and Fortnite, it's like you're either one or the other. You, you can't be both. Yeah, PUBG is I like heard a, of that one yet. it's like the the predecessor to Fortnite. It uh-huh. came out beforehand, so. People who are, like, true to PUBG will stick with PUBG, but then, obviously, like, you got Drake and everybody playing Fortnite yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, they over here mainstreaming it. Yeah, you play uh, 2K, FIFA, any sports games? Oh, yeah, 2K, FIFA, Madden, uh, Call of Duty. You know, um, Dennis will still admit that I don't beat him often, and that's fine. That's At fine. any of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, we, we have our battles, that's yeah. for sure, but, you know yeah. what I mean? Who, uh, so, okay. So I used to play FIFA a lot. I used to play Madden a lot too, but FIFA a lot. And mm. I always thought it was lame when people are trying to play as like Barcelona, Real Madrid, like the best teams. <coughs> Dennis Smith. Oh, is it? Is, does he really? <laughs> Did I slip off my he tongue? He uses the best teams. <laughs> For me, it's like use a four-star team. Use a team that's rated in the 70s. Exactly. Like, use, like be be kind of average and mm-hmm. then see what you got. No, you know? yeah. we I, I play randoms. Like oh, you yeah. press that X button and you play with whoever you land on. So you could get like a one-star Division Four yes. team, whatever. Well, in 2K. I, oh, 2K. Yeah, okay, I don't do yeah. that for FIFA. FIFA, you might have to even it out. But, yeah. you know what I mean? I, we, I play randoms. Dennis is, you know, straight top five team most likely. Oh, that's lame. It'll be all right, though. That's disappointing. FIFA Slander the rookie. <laughs> uh is it weird to play as yourself in a video game? Is it weird? Um, it was at first, you know, but it's 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 a good kind of weird. I mean, it's real exciting and um, you know something you've always dreamed of. So when you're actually doing it, you know, you're just abusing yourself and really not moving the ball. Maybe sometimes trying to score a hundred, <laughs> score a hundred. You know, double double. Do you uh, have you? You don't have to. You don't have to say it. Maybe blink twice if you've ever gone in and manipulated your rating to where you could be like a 99 at everything. I actually just never done that. Never done that? Yeah, I've never done that. I just, I would, you know, work in GM mode. I might, you know, put all the attribute points on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. 
Selfishly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Turn you into like an all NBA player by the fourth game. Oh basically. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. No, well, Hassan Whiteside, I remember, made kind of a big deal out of it. I don't know, two, three years ago, whenever he like emerged, he was only like a 59, and he won. They ended up bumping him up to like an 85 by the end of the year. It seems like if you uh, if you hit up Ronnie 2K, he'll give you a couple extra uh, extra points. Man, yeah, I'm not too fond of that little 77 I I got and I've been had since last year. No, I'm not a fan of that. You know, I think I do too much at least at 81, 82 right okay. now. Then when, you know, things get going, I'm going to be at 85. So, you know what I mean? Ronnie 2K, I'm going to see you. Being 85, you. man. There you go, Ronnie. If you're listening, Nerlens is out for blood here. Uh, what are some of the things maybe – so there's only – I'm talking to you the day before the Hornets game. Uh, I don't know when you will find this on the internet, uh, listeners, but this is the day before the Hornets game. So I believe there's still 10 games left in the year. It's not a lot of games, but, I mean, you should get plenty of chances in those games to show something. What are you trying to show uh, down the home stretch of the year? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to play my game like I have been. You know, um, you know, just show what, I'm, show what I'm capable of and show what I've been showing um, – you know, just at an even higher level. You know, I feel like I continue to get better and better and more comfortable, you know, especially in this type of system that Carlisle set up. And, you know, just you know, just going out there playing ball and having fun. And, you know, I think that's when I'm at my best, you know, when I'm not really worried about too much. You know, I, you know, I don't think about nothing that's really ahead of me right now. I mean, I do, but I don't because, you know, I just, just want to have fun playing the game. And that's when, you know, I'm naturally just, you know, being me. Is it hard to – I mean, obviously this is a big summer for you, you know, and given the injury and everything, it's got to only complicate things. Is it hard to just forget about all that junk and just focus on catching the lob, throwing it down, blocking the shot? I mean, is it is it easy to drown out that noise, or is it sometimes kind of hard? Yeah, you know, for me, you know, I've lived a you know, different type of life, uh, you know, in my career in the NBA. So, you know, at this point, you know, it's pretty easy. You know, I've trained and worked my mind and, you know, my mentality to just be real, you know, direct and straight to the point. And, you know, I'm real to myself, and, you know, that's why I wake up every day and know what I got to do, and I take care of it, you know, and I'll always, you know, feel good with that. And finally, you know, before we get you out of here, you've been here for a year now in Dallas. You know, it's probably starting to feel like home for you a little bit. You're a free agent this summer, but obviously, you know, I'm sure the Mavericks would love to have you back. Uh, Where do you stand? I mean, you don't have to get into the specifics or anything because obviously that's, you know, not appropriate at all, but – I mean, where do you stand? Is this could you see yourself staying here? Is that something that you would like to do? That you would want to do? Um, you know, I, this this is a place that I like. Um, you know, Dallas has been, you know, good to me, and um, you know, I've grown here. You know, under Coach Carlisle, and you know, through whatever that's going on, through the struggles, you know, you know, whoever comes out on top is not something that you know I really think about. It's just about. You know, finding myself in the best position possible. You know, if it's somewhere else, somewhere else. If it's here, it's here. And you know, like I said, I like Dallas, though. So you know, I really, you know, I look forward to seeing how the, how everything you know turns out. Nerlens, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. It's numbers on the boards.